My name is Jan Welch, and welcome to episode 10 of the Then and Now Blading podcast. For this episode, I speak with Sean Keen. And as many of you know, Sean has recently received a pro skate from Rollblade. It's the Sean Keen Beta Blank Skate. It's a limited edition, limited run skate currently. It's only available in certain sizes, and it looks super rad. I'm kind of jealous I don't have a pair myself because I really want to skate them. But I talked to Sean about the skate. We talk about how the feedback has been. We talk about how he got a rollerblade. We talk about his history in the sport. We talk about his snowboarding. We talk about all sorts of stuff. It's a really exciting interview. I think you should like it. If you do, make sure and hit the like button. Subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. And hit the bell icon to be notified of all new uploads. And I'm really excited about this show because it is episode 10. I've been doing this channel for about four months. Got a little bit over 2,000 subscribers. It's growing fairly well. And I have lots of content in the works for 2022. It's going to be really exciting. New shows, lots of new footage. I have a bunch of interviews coming up with people who haven't been heard of from in years. So definitely doing a lot of the then. But I'm going to focus a lot on the now too, especially after this winter. But I do have a lot of fresh footage that hasn't been seen. So there's going to be lots of fun content on this channel coming up. And if you do like this channel and you like what I do and you want to support this channel, I have a link to my Patreon page in the description below. And Patreon's a way just to support me to do more content. It takes a lot of time. It's a lot of work. And, you know, I just want to share all the things I have with you. And if you become a Patreon supporter, you're going to get exclusive content not available on this channel. And what I'm going to be doing new for my Patreon page is I'm going to be uploading all these podcasts, all of the vault, all the uncut, everything I've put up so far and everything that's going to go in the, up in the future will also be available on the Patreon page without any advertising. So you can watch those all ad-free, which will be an added perk. Also in the description below, I have links to my social media. I have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Go ahead and follow me on those, and I'll follow you back. And we can communicate and say hi to each other. Also, if you, also another way to support this channel is I have some coffee mugs. Done and Outblading has a little yawn on it that Chris Peel did back at around 2000. So I have these on my website, thenandoutblading.com. I'm going to have some more merch in the future. So if you want to support the channel through some merch, that would be awesome too. Just visit the link. It's in the description below. Let's get started with episode 10 of the Then and Outblading podcast with Sean Keen. So, Sean. Welcome to my Then and Now Blading podcast. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been quite a long time since I've talked to you uh, or seen you in person. In fact, yeah, I don't even remember hard. last time I saw you in person, maybe on like Colorado road trip or something. I like was going to say it was a Colorado road trip at least five years ago. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while. Yeah. You ever go out to the Boshi Pope contests? Uh, I went this last year. This last year? Time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I live... I live like five hours north of there, so. I know. I heard you have. There's like a, a little new uh, northeast, a little camping blade. Yeah, yeah. Like I do my uh, New England blading camp every summer. Yeah, so. I want to. I want to go. I want to go on that one time. It looks fun. Let's say. Well, you should definitely go because I live one hour north of the rollerblade offices. Yeah, so, I know. So uh, you could kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, I also want to come out and, and snowboard out there sometime. That that whole area. Got oh, a yeah. bunch of bunch of mountains i want to go to have you ever been out east before just snowboard the one time 
uh, Tom Heiser flew us all out and we all went snowboarding for a day. Me and Sizemore, Cody Porsche, Rob G. Where'd you go? Uh, Mount Sunapee. Okay. It's, uh, that's pr- that's pretty cool close mount. to R- Royal Blade over there. Yeah, yeah. It's in a, it's a, I can't remember. It's close to Hanover though, but yeah. yeah. That, was cool. that was a cool mountain though. I was, I was pretty surprised how nice it was. Yeah, I haven't been there. It's actually New Hampshire, the ski area. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's all super small states over there for sure. But um, yeah, I live, I live north, so I live by some good spots like Jay Peak. Is yeah, that one famous, looks cool. Famous I've spot. That one. Yeah, yeah I, was, I have a season pass for Jay Peak, and it's pretty nice. fun. Uh, cool. So we don't have much snow right now. It's been a bad season. For really? Season. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Because yeah, over here it's like the opposite. It's like the first time in like five-ish years it snowed a good amount so yeah. i know uh you're a big snowboarder and you talked about it on your jump street podcast a little bit yeah so since we're talking about snow already might as well get in a, a few questions i had for you as far as snowboarding goes and in jump street you had mentioned there was a period where you had quit skating for like a couple of years and you ski you just focus a little bit on snowboarding during that time more so yeah um what were you doing when you weren't snowboarding because you know, two years is summertime in between there. You weren't skating. What, what was occupying your time? Yeah, it, I wouldn't say it was a few years at the most. It was probably, it's probably like a two year span at the most. Probably, there's probably a solid year where I didn't skate. Or maybe, maybe I, I did skate, but it was just only like here and there. I don't know. I wouldn't say I quit skating. I just didn't skate as much. I was definitely snowboarding a bunch. And then in the summertime out here, you can actually still snowboard and that was like one or two seasons um yeah i would just snowboard in the summer you can uh you can drive up to tahoe and then there's like these big snow patches that stick around like if it's a good snow year they'll they'll stay until like september sometimes august september and then it snows again in october a lot of times so it's right on like the pacific crest trail it's like a famous hiking trail um but yeah it's like a out there in the mountains i don't know what it is but it just stays like really cold and windy all summer in that area so snow sticks in the area and people bring rails and stuff out there but i haven't done that in a long time but when i was when i first got into snowboarding i was like super into it and go out there a whole bunch and yeah there's like one full year where i wasn't skating that much but yeah definitely uh yeah i still skated a little bit but it definitely it wasn't like yeah it was i, I, I definitely was considering myself a snowboarder for a second there is kind of interesting why did you stop skating for two years um i was just uh i don't know i just got into it right right at a moment when i had stopped skating for volo and then after that happened i just uh i don't know i just i just kind of went with it because there was a bunch of buddies that also bladed that snowboarded at the time lived in my area and just went with went there i went snowboarding for the first time or like not the first time but uh started getting more into it and met met a bunch of other people and i don't know i just uh kind of kind of got really into it for a little bit there how long ago was that now what year would you say 2009 was when i first started snowboarding so yeah okay. 2010 2011 that was, that was when i was most into snowboarding it was like the second season i was snowboarding second third ones how about yeah. this winter have you been out yeah only like three days uh it's, it was storming so much and then now it's just like crazy, crazy holiday crowds for a while. Oh yeah, kind of a drag. I've definitely experienced those. Yeah, Tahoe's what's your what's your really home mountain there? 
Um, I guess I always used to go to Bora. It's not really a mountain. It's more of a small hill. It's definitely a small, small mountain. But I go to North Star a lot, too. So North Star and Boreal, I guess, I'd say are two home mountains. But yeah. <clears throat> the only Easy. place I've been up there is Alpine Meadows. Alpine's great. I like we, Alpine a lot. We went up there when, do you remember, like, these structure skate shop? They had one in yeah, yeah, yeah. Montreal, and then there was, like, Zeke was running one, I believe, in, like, SF area. Yeah, I forgot that um, was a big ski shop in Canada. Well, well Felix Ryu from Destructure, he did an event at Alpine Meadows back in, I'd say, around 2002. And John oh. Elliott, myself, and Chris Peel drove up, and it was, like, a skiing event. And um, and everyone skied. Back then, I only snowboarded, so I didn't actually ski. Now, since I live in Vermont, I ski. Yeah, that's funny. Which, I love it. Um, but with snowboarding is there any snowboarders who have influenced your snowboarding style um i mean i definitely have some favorite snowboarders but uh i don't know it's hard to say who's definitely your favorite watch, definitely watch a lot of snowboarding i like mike rav a lot um that's like a northeast guy he's uh he's originally he used to ride like loon mountain a lot yeah, yeah. Loon's, loon's right by an hour south of me but yeah, I definitely don't snowboard like that guy. I wish I could, uh, but definitely like that kind of snowboarding, kind of wild style kind of stuff. But, Has um, your snowboarding like influenced your skating? Yeah, I'd say so. A little bit for sure. So once I started snowboarding, it kind of shaped my skating a little differently because uh, uh, snowboarding, it, when you're riding the park and stuff, it's kind of it's kind of just like riding a skate park, but then all, all the rest of the mountain kind of have a lot of freedom to go do whatever you want because it's not like you're confined to like a certain launch or a rail or a stair set you can go hit little side hits and bumps and do all that kind of stuff and kind of just open my eyes a little bit just you know what you can do at a skate spot um but yeah it's definitely helped helped a lot gets me gets me a little more hype for skating too on snowboards and skis you can go a lot bigger than you can on you know skates just because you're on snow and I know when Haffy started skiing that first season, he was that's when he was boosting all those big airs and like drip drop and stuff. Yeah. Um, has snowboarding had a similar thing where you've maybe gotten bigger on blades than you would have had you not snowboarded? Um, no, I'd say because when I did do, I don't, I never even did that big of tricks, but when I did try and do bigger tricks, I was like before I started snowboarding. So okay, if anything, snowboarding kind of digressed it, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I when I first started snowboarding, I used to kind of do bigger stuff, but these days I kind of keep it a little more chill, so I don't destroy my body. I want to make it through the whole season and still be able to skate and whatnot. Do you plan on snowboarding a lot this season? Uh, I want to. It's hard these days. I got not as many people to snowboard with. They all either moved other way or like, you know, stop snowboarding. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, Hopefully. yeah. I, I, still, I still got a few homies, so I'll get out, but. I usually manage like 20, 30 days. So yeah, I spent yeah. the last three seasons pretty much skiing by myself. So uh, yeah, having people to ski with and snowboard with is definitely nice. And one more question about winter sports. You had mentioned that you had skied before when you were a kid, and you said on Jump Street that you would be into trying skiing again. That was about two years ago. Have you tried skiing since your Jump Street interview? No, I've been I've been meaning to get some skis from a uh, rollerblade because they actually uh. The parent company owns Nordica, which is a big ski company. I'm very familiar uh, with that. 
yeah yeah they're they're, they're super popular because anytime i'm in line at the mountain i always see that like the skis that you know they sell and i always wanted to grab a pair but think like uh trying to snag a pair because definitely looks really fun these days it looks super fun that's why i got I think first got into snowboarding is back 12 13 years ago you know the the rail skiing didn't look as interesting as like the guys these days i feel like i think it looks super cool that's why i definitely always interested to try it but it's definitely yeah. uh i think you would dig it i mean to me it feels just like blading um, yeah exactly i think that's why i like it combine it to be really rad i definitely want to try it again i haven't been able to try it since yeah i was like six maybe well, you have a good opportunity with Rollerblade being owned by, you know, Nordica and yeah, right. They have the group. skate the ski program. I'm just like, hey, send me some skis, maybe good. Because I skate their Blizzard skis. I love them. You know, it's one of yeah. the brands yeah. underneath underneath Technica. There's like a there's the Park uh, Enforcer. That's the ski that I was trying to trying to get. That's like their Park ski. That looks pretty. Yeah, rough. those are nice. Those are nice. The Nordica. It's the Nordica Enforcer. Yeah, those ones are cool. Yeah, yeah. you should definitely uh, you know call it Miles and Tom and. Yeah. I'll get you some stuff this winter and let's see a ski edit. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I think I've actually asked for him a while back and I was like right around the time, time uh, Tom Heiser messed up his knee on skis and he was like, didn't want me to mess up my knee. And I'm, I'm kind of scared of that too because I know you can you can do that pretty easy on skis. Another reason why I haven't tried it, but the knees are pretty messed up as it is. But yeah. It's funny, I feel safer. I always felt like I got hurt more on snowboards than on skis. Yeah, like my I muscles mean, and stuff. I, like I would pull my muscles worse on a snowboard. Um, yeah. I think it's just the way my you know, I was locked into my bindings and stuff. Like it affected different muscles. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. So I'm going to move on to some skating history of Sean Keen. Cool. When did you start skating? How old were you? What year was it? Uh, it was year 2000, I'd say. 12. That was, that was right when I first got my first aggressive pair of skates, at least. So I had, like, uh, I had rec skates I'd play, like, street hockey with and cruise around when I was younger. Um, but, yeah, first aggressive pair of skates was the year 2000. And, yeah, it was a pair of Solomon ST9s, I believe. It's like, the off-white khaki ones. Yeah, those were, those were the first pair of skates I got. I had those same skates. Yeah, they were around, around, was, around 1999, good. I'd say. Good pair of skates. Very first pair of skates. Can only imagine what it'd be like if I got one of you know some of these skates these days back then. But yeah, what's pretty cool that some of those skates like the Solomon's they have all the three D printing you know new parts for them with you know wider soles and right you know which is kind of cool. Like you basically have a new modern technology for old boots, which I find fascinating. when you you said well you played roller hockey before you skated i did the same thing i loved roller hockey have you played any roller hockey like throughout the years at all no for fun it's like i was into you know know, i guess not i didn't actually play in a league or anything i just played street hockey yeah i mean you know just like pick you up with friends right but um and then i was uh i lived right by this uh like the professional hockey team in arizona that's where i was living at the time i lived right by their like practice facility it was like ice ice skating rink so i'd go there a lot too when i was started skating and feel like that kind of helped out my skating but i would go there a lot and i started uh trying to get into ice hockey i was about to start playing and then i got into uh you know trying to do grinds and stuff and i just fully stopped doing every sport i played and only like you know skated from there on out ever since pretty much 
that's a pretty similar story to myself actually yeah i think <laughs> a lot of my friends did the same thing as soon as they found skating they just fully stopped all the other sports what was the first video you ever saw first skate video i ever saw um the skates i got i got them from this old shop called skate stop um it's such a random site they actually lingered around for a long time selling really old skates they were in uh, florida yeah I, I can't remember I so. but um, it was just it's just a rare there wasn't that many uh, websites online i think i remember i ordered them online like back you know back then it wasn't pretty that common to order something online without talking to anybody or anything I ordered it from them and it came with a with a free video. It came with a bunch of free stuff, a bunch of trash. Like it came with like weird grind plates that were like useless. And but it came with a TV TV three or five or it was like a Chris Edwards tour video. It's like a birth tour video. But I remember that was the very first video I saw. It was only 15 minutes long, maybe, maybe even less. But yeah, it was the very first video I ever saw. And then like right after that, I lived I conveniently lived like right next to a skate shop in arizona scott is called like scottsdale blades i went there and grabbed a video the first the first real video i saw was amateur that was the first uh skate video i owned and actually like watched on repeat and really got into and whatnot that was a good video yeah that's why like right off the bat Vinny minton was like my favorite skater oh, ever yeah, yeah all, all there's a bunch that was a really sick lineup in that video i can't remember exactly but alex miranda was in there Vinny, i think domus was in there a little bit too it's been a long time since i've seen that yeah i have to check it out again yeah right. um what, what video like in your early career had the most significant influence on your skating hmm i remember obviously the first mind game blew my mind because i was only skating for like a year when that first brain for gone video came out i definitely kind of you know, everybody started skating a little different after that or trying to. But um, before that, I used to watch Elements 2 a lot. One of my friends had Elements 2, and I would watch that video more than anything else, I think. But that was, it's funny because that video was actually already out for like a, a couple years when I started skating or a year or two at least. Yeah, that was a, definitely an earlier video. Yeah. That was really I, good. For some reason, I just, it, it was older than amateur, I'm pretty sure too, but that video was. I, I watched that so much that I, I definitely like kind of try to emulate some of the some of the guys in there, especially yeah, like Dustin Latimer's part in there because he was like the the local hero in Arizona, or not always. He's always been the local hero, but yeah, definitely like really really love that video. Who was your favorite section, Brain for Gone? Ooh, Brain for Gone. It's a tough one. Um. I mean that, yeah. See, this was pretty hard. I did like Dustin Latimer's part, but I remember for some reason I, I really, really loved John Elliott's part when I was a kid. Like, there's something about the the music in that video because I didn't really, I didn't listen to Pink Floyd ever before that. That was the first time I even really listened to that. I just, I, I just really loved that part. I remember the way it was made, the tricks he was doing. He did, he's kind of doing more like solid basic tricks compared to like. The huge hammer stuff but then he was hitting him in more creative ways that one always kind of i mean the whole video stuck with me but i always remember liking that one a lot i love john's section of video i mean like you said he could do he could make a basic trick look amazing yeah you know i mean i'd rather watch him do a mistrial than watch somebody else do like 452 yeah. back royale 
Yeah, it was also like I was like a kid and all I could do is Machio rails a lot of times and he was doing like the sickest Machios in there and doing all sorts of cool lines and stuff. And yeah, oh, that was kind of kind of stuck with me and got me hyped up to skate. Cool. Well, I like that answer. Yeah, I, I didn't really thought about it until then, but I still, yeah, when that song, the song from his part comes on, I still, that's like the first thing I even think of that guy's part. So you said, you know, Dustin Latimer had an influence on you. Who would you say would have been your main influence in your entire career? The kind of was there anyone who kind of shaped the way you skated mm. up until mm. today? Definitely, lots of different influence over the years. But um, yeah, for the longest time, like I said, like Vinny, Vinny Min was my favorite skater for a lot of those years when I was younger. Um, definitely tried to skate like that, but I never actually could pull it off he's like one of the only people that you know looks that great skating but uh yeah I definitely definitely used to try and emulate that guy Dustin Latimer was always my favorite still is um but yeah I don't know there's tons of different skaters over the years that I really liked um more recently I guess like I'd say like five or six years ago I definitely got a little more uh inspiration from like a when dirt box was around Scott, Scott Blackmore and Harry Abel those two were making they were making edits and that those edits is really I don't know they just they kind of inspired uh skating certain spots you know filming or at least filming on that kind of stuff um and then yeah obviously Colin Martin was coming to town a lot to film with Casey Bugazzi and uh I just remember one day this is before, I mean, people start with filming and posting stuff on their phones, but a lot of times it was like, you know, their old edits or clips from a real camera. And we just filmed one day on his, on his phone and got a couple of clips and that kind of just, uh, or the stuff we were filming on isn't anything I would ever film kind of inspired me to start filming that kind of stuff. And I didn't really realize people actually like, like that kind of skating and yeah, or like that kind of skating for me at least, but yeah, I kind of, he, he definitely was has always been a big, big inspiration these last couple of years as for a lot of other people he's an amazing skater i've always loved his yeah skating. He, has, he has a good he's good been he's been doing that for he's just been creative for such a long time yeah yeah um, exactly. really old videos even when you moved up to sacramento did you get a chance to skate with vinnie minton at all did you go to bay area yeah back when i was younger the see it see his whole squad around at like Glen Cove if you'd go there there'd be always be big sessions there that's where I first saw Victor and Yvonne uh and then yeah friendly see Vinny there too but then just like uh over the years I I started like uh I started skating with like Casey Bugazzi and all the other guys from SAC all the older guys and they basically skated with him and stuff so I you know eventually became homies with Vinny and all those dudes too it was kind of kind of rad. So that that scene up there was incredible. You know, every yeah, every yeah. town in Bay Area had their their Pretty heroes well, there, yeah. and even Sac. You know, Sac's always had a you know a good history of skaters. Yeah, a long yeah. time ago, there was, there was a lot of a lot of skating happening here. These days, it's a little bit a little bit still, but yeah, there, people used to come from all over to come through here and film and stuff. It was pretty rad. Yeah, we used to always go up there and stay with Dustin. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a couple of tours you guys did that rolled through. That was pretty sick. Yeah, there was the one we went up there. Uh, you had mentioned Jump Street that 
was the, the 4x4 tour with rims and you went back and skated that ledge in Fresno that Haffy has skated. Oh, yeah. Drop yeah, ledge. yeah. <laughs> yeah then yeah. we went to Sacramento after that because we went to Sacramento for a contest. There was this contest right. in Sacramento on that trip. Yeah, I think I remember that. I think it was like a, was like a yeah. street comp. Yep, yep. And that was a that was a fun trip. That was a uh, the only four by four slash remedies tour we did together. Oh no way! It was Kato and remedies, so it was fun. Um, except he had a lot of stinky cheese with him in the car that melted in the Sacramento heat. It melted into the Vincent. Yeah, you guys, yeah, you guys came out in the summer. <laughs> it was hot. So hot out here. It was yeah. crazy because we were in SF. It was like forty-seven, and then we were in SAC. It was like one hundred and ten. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, in the summertime, you should go to the bay a lot to skate. Sure. So tell me about Desert Canyon Middle School. Any experiences? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's where I went to school in seventh grade. That's a. I only went. I only went to school there for like one year, and then I moved here. But yeah, that's like uh, the infamous. Uh, I guess people in Arizona only know it, but it's like called Secret School there. So it's like a, it's like the most famous, like Dustin Latimer, uh, you know, clips and uh, Brain for Gone. There's like a school with all the ledges everywhere. He does lines at night. But yeah, that was like a, the whole school looks like that. There's a bunch of clips actually all over in videos. Or recently I saw a clip of Aragon skating like the handicap rail transferred to this ledge. Um, but yeah, over the years, tons of clips have gone on there uh but yeah it was pretty interesting because that's like a year 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 or two into skating i went like uh went to school there in seventh grade and it was kind of wild to go there so yeah it was like a probably the illest place to skate around at the time and yeah it was just it was really cool and then when i go back and visit we would always go skate is still did uh, you ever get in trouble for skating there when you were a student no surprisingly not never it was it was pretty common a lot of people there was at that time skating was wasn't it was dying off a little bit but it's still really popular so there was tons of people tons of other bladers too and they were all skating there and and yeah these days there's actually a skate park across the street so i don't even know if people still skate there ever i know they eventually capped everything but they didn't really actually cap it they just put big square blocks on the ledges so you could still skate a lot of the stuff but yeah yeah there's just there's like a nice skate park across the street there now that's the last time i went over there yeah, that place, that place is definitely cool. I bet, I bet there's some stuff, cool stuff to uh, skate there. I actually, I don't think I've been at school. You know, we did a few trips to Arizona with yeah. 4x4 and NIM, but we did mainly ditches and skate parks, not really too many schools. Yeah, it's, there, there's definitely a lot of great ditches out there, but surprisingly, yeah, there's schools. Arizona in general, there's a lot of skate spots. It's like they don't have too many... Uh, you know too much landscape so they make up for it with a bunch of the architecture and ledges and yeah big stair sets and stuff wall rides and yeah there's a lot of cool stuff in arizona i, I love going i haven't gone out there in a long time i need to go back but i love skating out there i was used to be one of my favorite places it was always too hot for me i remember you know one summer we were there on tour and we're at the skate park at night and it was like 110 degrees at night i'm like dude yeah it's super like, there's no sun it's 110 that's miserable yeah it can still it can still stay super hot at nighttime let's say over 100 degrees that's, that's super wild forgot about that you forgot I, I still remember i'm like that's why i moved away from texas you know it gets, like, yeah, it gets hot here and it gets just as hot in sacramento it's it like 110 in the summer and stuff but it doesn't stay hot at night mm -hmm. like that all the time it usually 
cools down quite a bit but yeah that's uh, that's tolerable in austin it would be so hot during the day and at nighttime it's just you know humid and hot no yeah for sure yeah arizona's wild i I definitely want to go back there that's one of of my favorite places to skate for skate sponsors obviously you skate for rollerblade right now uh blank rollerblade um and then you skated for valo in the past did you have any other skate sponsors in your career yeah i've had some over the years those are the two. I've only had two boot sponsors. Just like what about yeah. other what, what other sponsors have you had? Uh, Eulogy. Eulogy. I got a pro wheel with them. Um, uh, Orange Wheel Company I had a pro wheel with them before that. A little smaller company out of Canada. Some homies like uh, Kevin Lapierre skated for Rollerblade. He skated for them. They started, um, you know. Yeah, I'm familiar with them. They have really cool graphics. Um, I think I like the you know the new line. I think is pretty good. The new all that new stuff is a uh, homie Justin Barr. Yeah, Justin Barr. Barr. Yeah, he's 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 the homie. All that all that art stuff he does is super sick. I want him to do some stuff for Blank. Definitely think it'd be rad. Right. But should. um, yeah, and then before that, uh, I did, I skated for Ground Control for a little bit, or for a while, I guess, on and off, because uh. Cause yeah, before way back in the day, I actually skated for a four by four rat tail. Yeah, I remember. And I skated for ground control when it was part of rat tail for a little bit. Ground control and four by four, and then it kind of, that kind of like I just uh, I don't know what happened, but I stopped stopped skating for four by four and and that, and I started skating like fifty fifty frames for a little bit. But um, yeah, can't really think of any other random sponsors I've had. So right now it's just Rollblade and Roll Warehouse. Is Roller Warehouse? I mean, you work for many sponsoring these too? Uh, I mean, I, I work at Roller Warehouse, so I don't really consider that <laughs> per se. But yeah, I guess, I guess, no, yeah, you're right. My first sponsor was Roller Warehouse when I first moved here when I was a kid. I was, I, yeah, I first got hooked up because one of the kids that went to my middle school, his dad was the owner. And uh, I started getting like, it was like a, just like a 20% discount. They're like, oh, it's uh, Rick Davis's son's kid or like a you know his, his son's friend and that's how i first got a discount but then eventually a bunch of homies started working there and they would they would you know tell the owner like oh you should hook this guy up and finally they, you know they started giving me discounts i don't think i ever got like full skates or anything for free or anything like that but they'd always hook me up with like bad discounts and stuff over the years that's nice yeah. did they hook you up with anything now if you ask them yeah uh, yeah now these days since i work <laughs> yeah i get yeah, whatever <laughs> whatever I want. Although I usually just skate my skates pretty much stock these days a lot of times. So I don't really ask for too much. Yeah. What, um, how, how did you get on Rollblade to begin with? Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's so long. I'm trying to think, uh, what, yeah, I stopped skating volos. I was, I was snowboarding a bunch and, uh, yeah, I just I wasn't too sure on what skates I wanted to skate. I just I went to the shop. I went to Roller Warehouse, and I just tried on every skate. That one just fit the, my foot the best, I guess. It just felt the best right out of the box. And uh, uh, it was I first got a pair right before we went to one of the last barn burner competitions in Seattle. And uh, yeah, so I just needed a pair of skates, and I grabbed those and went skating on that trip with them. And I liked them a lot, and kept skating them and. I think the owner of Roller Warehouse told Tom Heiser that I was skating him and, and then he contacted me and yeah, it was just, 
I just uh, got flowed some skates and yeah, it was pretty trying to think what else, like how I actually like fully got on the team, but I think I went on a trip with them eventually after a little bit, but yeah, first started getting flowed stuff right around 2000, 2009, 2010. So you've worked your way up all the way to getting a pro <laughs> skate. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's definitely, you know, growing up in the era I did, that's something I kind of mentally gave up on a long time ago was the thought of getting a pro skate for sure is a you know grow up growing up in the the era of happy and and latimer and all those kind of guys you're like i don't know kind of overshadowed a lot of the the amateur skaters are coming up unless you were like you know crazy montre bellino level of skating but um yeah definitely worked my way up over the years it's pretty awesome that you got a skate and it's a really cool looking skate. Yeah, I'm pretty hyped because it's, it's not only just like, yeah, it's a skate I like. So, you know, it's a skate they got rid of. I kept skating after they got rid of it and they decided to bring it back. So, you know, I, even if it wasn't my pro skate, I would be, I'd be super hyped about it. So, so I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, on Jump Street, you had t- talked about your, the, the solos, how you love them so much and they weren't going to make them. And you might have to skate new jacks. And if you didn't like them, you know, you might just have to buy your own skates from somebody else. Did that interview play a role in them making this blank skate with your name on it? No, the, they had the idea of this being my pro skate, like right from the get go, I guess. It was like two ish years ago, I guess it might be a little more now, but, um, Tom Iser was asking me, or he's probably asking everybody else too, like what, rb skate could they you know turn into a, an aggressive skate because that's like you know they have they have some great molds like a, like the twister is a great skate there's a couple other ones too but they're they just asking us what you know they could possibly throw a soul plate onto that would be cool and i mean the twister is the only one that could possibly do it and i i like that skate but the whole bottom of it, it i just thought it'd be way too much work and it's a race heel skate and i was just like why don't you guys just you guys own the molds of the solo still it's still you know just use that use that as the basis of a skate essentially and i don't know he, he he thought about that and kind of pitched that idea and probably i don't know I, I think that i think that was the start of it and eventually a couple months later he hit me up and said they're bringing that skate back and i thought that was the coolest thing ever and uh i think and then he hinted that it was going to be my skate and I, I i didn't really believe him because i don't know everything everything with, you know, some skate companies works in, works in long periods. It's like rollerblades. Sometimes they work in like two year intervals. Like that's why it took a long time for this to come out on top of, I mean, we had to make everything and research and skate it and all that. There. So does that mean you knew about the skate before your jump street interview? Uh, yeah. That- yeah. Pretty sure I did. Yeah. So sure. you're just, you're playing coy. Yeah. I'm pretty, pretty sure I knew it was my skate. I can't remember how long ago that was. It was um during binary. G- oh no no, no no no! Yeah, see that I forgot how old that jump street uh, interview was. That was that was when I was out there filming for binary with uh, mm-hmm. Mike Flores. So that was that was before I knew. Okay, that was before you that, knew. At that moment, that binary part, I thought that was going to be my last part in rollerblades or rollerblade solos. Or you know, yeah, because you know you had mentioned that you would, if you had to skate new jacks, you would just buy something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot the timing of that that jump street one. So I've been in New York a couple times. 
uh, over the last couple of years. But um, yeah, that was before they told me that they were bringing that skate back. And yeah, I, d- I didn't know that was my, I didn't know it was my pro skate or anything like that. In the past, you skated, you skated intuition liners, right? In your yeah, skates? yeah. Like five-ish years ago, I started skating them. It's like and, uh, not too many people were skating at the time. So I thought it was kind of cool to try it out. How do you stock liners in your pro skate compare? Surprisingly, they're pretty good. Like um, once I started skating tuition liners, I felt like they made my whole skate way better. And that's like all I wanted to skate. I didn't want to switch it out to anything else. So once they made this new skate and they d- developed this new liner, they told me I had to skate this liner. And I was a little scared for a second just because I didn't think it'd be any anywhere near as good as an intuition. But surprise is, and then on top of that, I broke my ankle two-ish years ago. So I was extra, you know, cautious of what it might feel like. But surprisingly, they feel super good for a stock liner and a skate. I don't know what it is, but they use some, they use some special foam. It's definitely not like the feeling of an intuition, that ski boot kind of foam liner. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's really comfortable. It feels good on my ankle. You know, they break in nice. I, th- I think, you know, still probably make some improvements to it too. Uh, but overall, they feel they're definitely instantly one of the better liners on the market, I think. I, I try, I try like every liner on that comes into the shop in uh, multiple skates a lot of times too. That's good to hear. I would definitely need to try a pair on next time I'm down at Rollerblade. I know the guys, Miles and Josh, are both skating them. We've been skating some parks. Yeah, I have a bunch of buddies that, a bunch of buddies that uh, got their hands on those, and they skate them in a bunch of other different boots too. So it's cool to see that they fit, they fit good in other skates, and they look good in other skates and stuff. So you have had two versions of your skate come out so far: one with black wheels and one with white wheels. Oh yeah. Um, but they're still limited in sizes, right? You don't have the the small and the the larger yeah. sizes available yet. Just eight, nine, ten. The, the smaller and larger sizes, they're out there in the wild right now, getting tested by a bunch of random rollerblade skaters and friends and stuff like that. Any but, estimation uh, when the other sizes will be released? I'm not too sure. Um, I know they're doing like a spring refill kind of on those few sizes because a, a lot of shops ended up wanting to get them in the end. At first, I don't think a lot of people realized what the skate was going to be so no none of the shops or a lot of shops in order them um but yeah and then once uh once uh people saw the skate a lot of places you know or they sold out of the first thousand that they that they or at least i think it was a thousand but yeah so they, then they ordered another uh other, another batch of them in the spring so that's the same three sizes but hopefully a couple months after that in the summer is when the rest of the sizes should hopefully be out not too sure on the time interval on that but uh yeah yeah i mean there's definitely a lot with it um i can see you know i know they did some small runs i was all thinking they would probably sell a lot more if they had them in especially right before christmas yeah if um, they if they would have had more at the time they would they definitely would have they could have sold triple that amount probably but uh, especially with the amount of marketing they did you know they had a lot of people do reviews and they built a big demand but yeah it was it was a uh, yeah definitely a lot of hype around it uh, right when it first launched a lot of people loved it and yeah it was pretty it's pretty cool to see because it was like I was kind of unsure because that solo skate wasn't the most loved skate ever because it was definitely a pretty hideous looking skate so in my eyes you know I was like oh this skate looks a little bit better but once I saw how hype people were I was like all right this skate this skate's gonna be way better 
it skates better it looks better so i'm happy overall so obviously it's a beta skate which means it's in testing still even though it's been released yeah have you any feedback from people uh have they discussed anything that they might change in further releases with the skate is there anything you want to see different um the year just started i was actually i've been thinking about that i need to actually get in touch with uh heiser and the rest of the gang and see what's uh what's going on with that with uh, any updates or upgrades in the skate but yeah i've definitely had some people you know tell me some some random stuff i've had a, i've had a lot of people actually tell me they like the skate as is and then we shouldn't change it at all at all but um yeah overall a lot of people say they're heavy uh they don't like the length of the blank frame that kind of stuff but a lot of it is the frame the frame's a super solid thick sidewall with big meaty like ufs area is all reinforced so yeah that definitely makes it really heavy and i feel like they like a it's only size eight nine ten but they had the eight and the nine have the medium and the ten have the large frame they should have had the medium frame i think because the blank frames are actually pretty long they're pretty long wheelbase frames compared to other frames and the medium size of the medium could have gone on the 10 because the large is extra heavy for a frame i feel like that's why a lot of people are they're heavy in general just because they come flat and then on top of that frame. But uh, so, yeah, hopefully, I don't know if, what we could do about that. But um, yeah, come, come down way. Overall, overall, they still skate good. So you work at a skate shop. So, you know, I mean, a lot of people don't want to stock skate anyway, right? They like try to do boot only or. Yeah, that, that's or, another thing. Or too. frames. Like, I mean, how many, how many people, like, how many people that order skates? like order it's like stock or versus how many people get them customized or just boot only um usually this price point skates like really cheaper like the cheapest skates people get them stock but yeah more expensive skates people usually depending on what parts come with them a lot of times they'll uh uh you know switch out the frame switch out the wheels bearings switch out the liner um so yeah that's why the big thing you know the big, big the big complaint about the skates being the frames or the blank skates the frames most a lot of people switched them out anyway so that's why i think a lot of people aren't complaining too much i mean i've seen you know the mesmer skates just came out and a couple of riders already took off the stock frames and riding different frames yeah those, those, are, good, those are good frames but it's, it's funny because i skate the blank frames i think they're you know they're they're actually pretty darn good they slide really they slide a lot better than any other frame i've skated recently um but yeah it's a, the wheelbase is a little long so it just depends on what size you're at it might feel a little weird. I think that's another thing that people are experiencing. But overall, definitely some changes to like the liner maybe in the future. Um, but yeah, not uh, maybe maybe some stuff with the cuff. But I don't I don't think there's that much going on there that um, people are really complaining about that we might change. Has there been any discussion on releasing different colors? Of uh, yeah, for sure. Like yeah, white definitely. white skates. Yeah, definitely a lighter color in the future, for sure. Because, um, yeah, this skate did pretty darn good. You know, it's also like the the whole beta thing and releasing a couple sizes was a little bit to test the waters and see how hyped people would be on the skate. And, yeah, people, you know, the feed, feedback so far has been great, so they're they're going to put, put it in the works. The next, the next uh, skate, yeah, should be a different color. 
Yeah, all the feedback I've heard has been positive. Uh, the only thing I've heard negative is that they just can't get the size that they were on the yeah, smaller, a, you know, bigger big size. But as far as the people who get them, you know, that hat for their size, like I've heard good things about them. Um, I've never skated blank frames. I think they'd be fun. What's the max wheel size those frames fit on them? 60s, I think. 60s? But it depends on, you know, some skates that wheel well, so you can go a little bigger than that on those two. But, What's um, your favorite size? aggressive wheel setup um 58 or 60 anywhere anything around the, that range uh you I, for a little bit i skated bigger wheels 64 millimeter but went back down yeah i like i like a you know mid-size wheel at 58 60 at same range comes stock on most skates oh i've been skating the wish frames with a 72 and outside yeah i like that just because it's like fast you know frames like the way those feel I want to go back to, you know, earlier you had mentioned how you got a pro skate at such an older age compared to like, you know, when you were thought you might get one when you're young or whatever, like when half of yeah. them got theirs when they were like 16 or yeah, 17. Yeah. Well, it seems that today a lot of, a lot more skaters are getting pro skates at an older age, um, you know, from them and like Mesmer, you know, oh, yeah. you know, everyone's kind of older now getting pro skates what's what do you think about that change you know um, from a decade ago well i think it, it's obviously just because there isn't any real there isn't any young skaters there's not that, that many especially in the u.s that's why i think it's super rad that john gave a moopy a skate you know you gotta you gotta hook up the youth right now if there is any every skate company should be grabbing onto every young kid they can find and you know making them their poster child i feel like that's the move that not too many skate companies are doing uh besides john but uh yeah definitely definitely a little little different than when i grew up where you know your idols were like only like a couple years older than you but they were getting their pro skates and stuff when they're coming out of high school and stuff uh, compared to now where everybody's like in their 30s getting getting skates and stuff but i think it's rad you know this uh a couple years yeah a bunch of people got skates long overdue long along with me too so yeah it's a uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool to see that people are still getting skates at older ages but i think overall it'd be cool to see you know younger kids again get uh, well, they're out there you know yeah. you just, they just need to get sponsored i mean if you look at um like icon their entire am team's under yeah exactly right there yeah they're, they're, those guys are actually doing it right too you know most so, companies have kids but i feel like definitely need to hook them up as much as possible try and get try and get more kids interested in it by having some younger skaters be the face of some companies for sure well you know icon's almost kind of doing what rollerblade you know how what would you with rollerblade where they're just turning their ams you know all their ams they want to make into pros yeah so you know yeah they need yeah they're just a lot of companies don't have that like this is uh when i was younger i definitely, I definitely remember there you know there's kind of a not a clear path, but you know, you skate flow for long enough, you might get on an AM team and, and you skate there for long enough and you'll be on a pro team possibly. But yeah, these days it's kind of just like everybody just gets flowed stuff forever, for eternity. That's like the the name of the game if you are sponsored. But uh yeah. So obviously, you know, them kind of started a whole new trend with royalties. It's kind of went on to Parasite and Icon and mesmer has rollerblade changed how they're doing royalties with you with the skate 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think forever, even even back in Roll of Bangs, you know, most popular payday, it was like two dollars a skate you would get from some pretty measly amount for you know a skate that retails at 200 250 or 300 dollars um but yeah the would have normally been like two dollars i think they ended up giving me like eight dollars a skate pretty sure that's what it was so yeah but the, but then in the end they, they're gonna end up making quite a few skates so it'll end up being you know it's a pretty cool pretty cool payout for, for never making skating it's pretty pretty rad see it well, congratulations. Um, yeah. That was pretty rad. I'm going to talk about your skating itself a little bit. Um, in your opinion, when were you in your prime of skating? Is it today? Was it in the past? Yeah, uh, I guess I think about that all the time because I always think I'm like, oh, my God, my, I'm like, my body's so broken right now. And I think about I, I feel like I'm in like my worst condition but like shape wise but then I think I think back like five six seven years ago I, I've, I've been thinking that for a while now ever since like mid-20s I thought my knees were going out and all that stuff um but I don't know I'd say the three four years ago that was like my most prime in skating uh but then there's also an era like uh, back when I was younger just the fact that I was younger I was able to do a lot bigger stuff without really thinking about it at all I was definitely in a, in, in a prime back then but overall just like the best overall skating that I've been most pleased with and just the way I could I skate was yeah 2016 2017 that that era right there I feel like that's kind of what got people kind of liking my skating a little more too is those couple of years right there well, I think uh, you're yeah. you know just your your promo edit for the blank skate that park skate park edit just some of the tricks you did not the set slide to grind. Oh, thanks. Yeah, tricks yeah. you did. I mean, those were pretty mind blowing. They're pretty unique. No one else really does them. Um, where do you get like your inspiration for doing those types of tricks? Well, it's definitely like a melt of stuff over the years. Um, yeah, another guy you didn't mention earlier that I liked a lot was uh, Shima. Shima was another huge inspiration just because the fact like that, like, you know, grew up in like a Japanese family. He's not, ja or maybe he's Japanese, but, uh, you know, Asian pro skater. I thought he was, that was super rad to see when I was younger, but a lot of the tricks he did, he did huge hammer stuff, but then he also did a lot of like, I remember distinctly he did one of the first like slide into like a slot alley fish at a skate park, uh, on like a shotgun ledge. And yeah, that always stuck with me. I always liked doing that kind of, and I still, that's I think I filmed thing. that clip actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's on one of those tours probably, but yeah, that was one of the very defining trick. I still think about a lot and I do, I mean, I'm essentially just doing different variations of that trick a lot of times, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I get inspiration from a lot of other skaters around me, but a lot of times the tricks I'm thinking of, it's more, I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily want to hurt myself trying some stuff I don't, I know I can't do. So I'll, I'll sit or I'll not sit around, but I'll kind of poke around at some ideas that seem interesting in my head until I might, might come up with something that just, you know, might be, might be pleasing to land or feel good to feel good to try and make, make it look all right. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a perfectionist when it comes to your tricks? 
maybe a little bit in some ways because like a lot of times like the clips that I actually do post that people see those are like the first or second try or like one at the trick I actually land and then I go on for about an hour or two where I'll try and like recreate or like do it because in my head I think I can do it better I almost always think I can do it better so yeah I'll, I'll like if, if like any of the people I film with yeah, like I said, usually we'll we'll get the clip like right from the get-go and then I'll try it for like another hour or two. And then we never end up using any of those tries or anything. So yeah, a little bit of perfectionist, but I don't end up I don't end up ever actually perfecting the trick. So yeah, in a way I guess I'm not. So you're not satisfied with the trick? Yeah, most most of the time, yeah, most of the time all the tricks I post aren't the actual ones I would have actually gone with. Interesting. Um so back to that promo edit you did for your skate the skate park edit that's actually that, that is a promo edit for the skate but i was supposed to film another one and kind of got cut short because uh like i was filming with taylor coburn he's like the the blank rollerblade filmer and yeah we were filming that and uh got hurt and then after i got hurt uh filming it he his uh, camera got stolen so as soon as that happened his camera got stolen and ever since then kind of been on pause a little bit for filming the the promo edit for that was that going to yeah. be a street edit or a park edit again oh it's street it's all okay street. that's oh, what i was actually my question was actually going to be will we oh, be okay. seeing a, a street edit from you promoting the skate oh sorry i cut you off then no it's oh. totally fine you gave me the answer yeah no yeah that's like yeah i don't skate skate park that much i usually only skate skate park big sessions and stuff but you know especially if, if i want to go uh film i usually only film you know, street stuff. Um, I mean, besides like phone clips and whatnot, but, but yeah, I, I was filming with Taylor already. We had a stack of clips um, and yeah, his camera got stolen or I got hurt. I split my shin pretty, pretty good. And then, and then like a week or two later, his camera got stolen. So yeah, it's been kind of been on pause and then, and then winter came around and yeah. So hopefully, you know, come spring, probably have a little edit to drop, hopefully. Has he replaced his camera yet? He got a new camera. He actually got this. It's a new version of the DVX, the Panasonic okay. DVX. He got it and the fisheye went mount on it right. And it looked, the footage looks pretty cool, but it didn't, it didn't match up with the old footage that we were filming on. So I'm not too sure. That's why I'm not too sure what's going on with that. I have a camera too, but I don't think it would look good with the camera he had because mine's a little older. But um, yeah. Well, I know we're all excited to see this edit when it comes out. Yeah, probably could have dropped it, but I, I I definitely wanted it to be a little bit better than what the the stuff we had at least. You filmed with a lot of different people throughout the years. Is there one person who you enjoy filming with above the rest? I mean, more most recently I filmed with Mike Torres. That was a pretty cool experience because, um, yeah, he had he had spots like you know kind of. He, he would go to skate spots and like kind of see tricks that he wanted me to do on them and bookmark them. And yeah, it was just like, and it's like, he kind of had the whole edit visioned out before we even started. And it was just really interesting to film with somebody that was like, I don't know, had that kind of eye for skating. It was pretty cool. And then after that, I mean, not after that, probably equally Carter LeBlanc. I filmed the, I filmed the part with him. That was probably one of my, that's probably my favorite thing I've ever filmed ever was the one with Carter. Uh, I went to Seattle and it was right before Northwest Shred Tour. I stayed with him for like four or five days 
we filmed that filmed that edit yeah same thing with him he just had an insane knowledge of you know his local area spots and had stuff kind of just like you know an eye for like the kind of skating I did and because before that skate I never ever flew somewhere to film with a filmer I never I always just filmed locally with people a lot of times or if I was out of town but whatever filmer was there at the time that was the those those two guys were the only times I ever flew somewhere to go film with somebody in their area like that and that was just like the coolest experience and made it like I don't know definitely definitely very like some of my more favorite skating came out of those trips of all the edits you've released throughout the years which one's your favorite um i'd say yeah that that's seattle one i made with carter that was that was definitely one of my favorites but um after that the that the last one i made or i guess not the last one um i made one called static with casey bagazi that was probably um most favorite edit I've made ever besides that Seattle one the the static one I worked a little longer on it was a couple months but yeah that was just like in my head I thought that I thought that was going to be one of the last parts I ever made because at the time I was I don't think I made anything for a while and I just I don't know I thought I was like all right go out with the oh what's going on there I don't know my camera's you see <laughs> splitting in two <laughs> Well, wow, that's kind of crazy. Maybe I have to stop it and start it again. Whoa. Let me see. Stop video. Yeah, super there weird. we go. Back. Yeah. Good <laughs> to see you. Mid-interviewed. Decided to act all weird. Yeah, right. Um, so, sorry. I made, a li- I, I made a list. I listened to your, I listened to your Jump Street podcast today. So I wouldn't, I didn't want to repeat too many of the same questions that you've done before. Yeah. It's funny because if you did ask me, I probably wouldn't remember because I don't think I've watched it since since that I did it. Or yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm not the most fond of interviews and stuff or just talking about myself. <laughs> it was the Jump Street one was came out really well. I think you were very ticked. Yeah, I, I remember good. being I remember being super hyped about it coming out okay because I thought I was just gonna look like a fucking crazy person, but yeah. Did you ha- ever have any interviews in print magazines? Um, or, pro- or profiles? I, I I had one in B Mag a long time ago. I remember. Yeah, I definitely had one in B Mag. Uh, Daily Bread? No, I I had some photos in Daily Bread, and then um, I had it coming up in Daily Bread. I was uh, but yeah, that's the only interview in the print mag was a uh, B mag. Coming up's cool. Yeah, coming up, coming up was pretty rad for sure. Um, yeah. Cool. Do you remember what your first photo was in the magazine? Oh man, that's tough. It was it was definitely it wasn't an American magazine. It was a uh, it was a Crazy Roller. Oh, Crazy Roller is good magazine. Crazy Roller was the first. Yeah, uh, there's another one too uh, out of England, Unity. Is that a crazy roller? I'm pretty sure it was crazy roller. I had a, it was like a picnic table launched up to like this uh, this big tether ball or like wall ball court wall. I had like coping on the top of it, I like back railed it. But yeah, that was the first photo I ever had in there. Or no, actually, it was either that or I was doing like a sit torque on this double set out ledge. It was at the same ledge I skated in uh, uh, Casey Bugazi edit, uh, Static. It was like the, the last three tricks I did on it. it was the, I had my first photo in a magazine on that. 
either that one or the back row, I can't remember. But yeah, it's Crazy World or Unity, I think. One or the other. I never got an issue of either one because uh, the photographer, Microfigna, he's the one that shot him. And I remember he only got like one issue. They'd only send him like one issue of that stuff. And then it was, it was in Europe. I don't even know how to get him when I was a kid. So yeah, I never, I don't, I don't even know what happened to those photos. I'll have to look. I have some crazy rollers. I don't have, I threw away a bunch of my magazines stupidly. And like, hey, those, those old mags are super cool to look at. I like looking at that stuff. I still have my daily bread somewhere. I do have a lot of crazy rollers, so I'll just go through them one day and see if I find that photo and I'll scan it for you. Sick. If I do. Um, so I know you mentioned that you've had a couple of injuries in the past couple of years. What's the worst injury you've ever had? Definitely the most recent one. I'm breaking my ankle. That was the shittiest, worst injury I've ever had. Still messes with my ankle. It still doesn't feel right. I can't like squat down all the way with that. Like it's kind of like my Achilles is still super tight. I don't know. It's, it's weird to describe. It just feels weird. It's, it's like it's nice and strong again. Like I use it a lot. But uh, yeah, it's definitely two years later, it still feels really weird. So I've never had injuries like that. Besides, I guess I dislocated my elbow two different times. So that's definitely another one that sucks. But the ankle affects skating a lot. It's made my skating a little weird. So um, yeah, that's definitely the worst one. How'd you break it? The, that famous skate spot out here called the Glory Hole. It's like the big full pipe. That was like daily bread cover. They like set it on fire and Nick Riggle got like super oververt. Um, yeah, it's at Lake Berryessa, which is like a summertime swim spot. But uh, people, you know, some homies will go there sometimes and go, go try and skate it. And uh, one day, a bunch of guys from the Bay were going out there. And I've never been, I, I, I was like out of town or missed every session. Any of the other times my, my buddies from around here went. So I was like, oh yeah, let's definitely go. I wanted to go actually had I, I just bought a kayak too so i thought it was like you know perfect opportunity to use that because you have to like get across the water to get to where that full pipe is and um yeah so we went out there kayaked over there got in there it's having a pretty good time and uh yeah it's the last go on there I'd, i was trying to do this trick where i'd go up i see a lot of people do it on, on a quarter pipe so you go up on the quarter pipe you do a 180 and then you burst hole down to the ground using like the edge of the quarter pipe as like a the edge of a ledge kind of like you vert sole down all the way to the ground um I, I did it one time like I was going a little bit slower did it one time I wanted to get a clip in uh Taylor's video because that, that's why they're there uh, they were filming so I tried to go a little faster and get up higher and I got I got a lot of speed got up really high and I'd missed the lock and I just kind of like slid down the wall weird and when I landed there's like a little DIY skateboard ramp kind of thing that I just barely landed on and kind of I was just really high up and just the way I landed just yeah I instantly could tell I broke my ankle it wasn't like super gnarly I just heard a pop kind of yeah yeah it was just uh pretty interesting getting out of there because I had a kayak in there so I had to like have them help me into my kayak and get out of there by myself and it was like right right where the car is where you had to like get to the car it was like white river rapid and the, the water got like really fast for a second I had to like paddle as hard as I've ever had to paddle. Otherwise that would have sent me down, down the stream for like another mile. And they would have had to pick me up like way, way. I don't even know where it would have sent me, but yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. You could have but, picked uh, the worst spot to get hurt at. The, exactly. That was, yeah, it was pretty funny, but yeah, that I don't think I ever want to go back there again, but yeah, it was, 
it's interesting interesting experience shitty ass injury though it's definitely been like the worst the worst injury i've had well i'm sorry to hear that it's uh definitely an iconic spot it's all good now it's it's pretty much not back to normal but i can you know it feels pretty normal when i snowboard it feels good when i skate most of the time it just gets a little sore but yeah have you been doing any physical therapy for it right when i you know i really wanted to get back to skating 100 and i was super serious about it and then it's, it's i started skating a little earlier than i should have and kind of just kept skating and slowly stopped doing physical therapy so it definitely could be way better if i would have been better with that but these days no i'm not doing anything besides skating uh i should i should probably do more but i don't know kind of kind of lazy with with working and skating and stuff right um so i know you've been doing a bunch of those toe set slides which are pretty cool <laughs> how long did it take to learn those on your skates um, surprisingly not too long um i think one day i was uh staying in we were in atlanta for some i can't even remember why we were in atlanta it was, it was a rollerblade trip i think we were filming some like wreck photo shoot randomly and i i stuck around there and stayed uh skated with chris smith and carson starnes and those guys and it started raining out there and we were at uh there's just like these little marble ledges we we're doing set slides on them and uh i, I was just doing bare wheels that like slides on them like jump up and then just slide only on the wheel no no like a uh, you know plastic actual grinding set slide action and then yeah i just uh i don't know i was i started doing a flack around the two little wheel slide and um yeah, I jumped up on the ledge and was able to do it. Maybe before then, uh, both the times I, I kind of figured that trick out, it was raining. There's another time out here I just remembered where there was just like a little yellow curb, like a little tiny one. It had paint on the ground too. And I would go up and just like hit my toes into it and slide across on my toes. And like, uh, it would kind of just like, uh, create, like it would cradle my toes. But since it was wet and it was painted, it would, it would like let me slide across. But yeah, it was kind of different. Did you have any hard slams learning that trick? um you can definitely eat shit really good on that trick um but no i haven't i haven't eaten i haven't fallen too bad on it surprisingly but yeah if you miss if you miss the trick like especially like the the one i do where you lock into like a little slot or a crack it it's it's pretty chill once you let if you lock in but if you don't you're like definitely gonna eat shit pretty awkwardly it's like a really quick flip out because it's just like your wheels it's nothing like actually underneath you Right. I've seen people fall in similar situations straight to their face. <laughs> um, would you would you ever consider making a edit of only doing dark side tricks? Dark side tricks? Ooh, I mean, I probably could. I, that's like, I definitely have fun doing those, but I try not to do them too much because I feel like that's it's pretty easy one to play out. It, that used to be like a pretty, pretty cool card to you know pull a couple years ago and now there's there's so many people doing it it's hard to hard to uh film that many tricks like that but i i mean i'd be down it's, it's hard to find good spots for that trick a lot of times i feel like but yeah. that is true i've been watching you know i've been doing a section on the on the youtube channel called the vault where i go through old tapes um and oh yeah, yeah. I, still haven't, I haven't watched any of those but yeah i thought that was super rad so it has a session the session from the fresno ledge um on one of the episodes you know the one you went back yeah, to skate yeah. that session is on one of the tapes that i put up 
but there's been some other ones where you know a bunch of john elliott like well i haven't released them yet but i've been working on these new episodes you know john doing like some cool dark sides like back in the day and shima and i was like you know those are two guys that kind of had an effect on you and they were doing that a long time ago yeah he I, yeah just like i were talking about that brain for gone part he did a dark side fish he did he set slid drift over on a down on a down drop ledge that all that kind of stuff was kind of you know mind-blowing the time stuck with me over the years yeah i uh always love i like love going back and watching those edits or those sections from those guys so good to this day i mean if they came out oh, today yeah. they'd be amazing still right so i have a, a, a hypothetical question for you if you were to own your own skate brand what five team riders would you have <laughs> uh that's pretty funny um it's kind of tough um what five team riders would i have so yeah there's there's so many skaters out there i like these days um first off i mean josiah blee i think he's one of the greatest of all times he's homie of mine but i think that guy is just in one of the best ever and i don't know how he's not sponsored he says his knees are messed up but he can still skate better than anybody else um yeah josiah is one of them uh god that's so that's so tough to pick five skaters out of everybody in the world i try to give it make it easy by giving you five instead of three yeah i know even even five (laughs) (laughs) um all right let's move on to the next question then uh growing up what was your favorite skating related brand uh senate obviously when i first started skating i liked senate a lot i still have I, I went through all like some old stuff in my parents' house. I still had some Senate shirts I thought were super interesting. They were like pro t-shirts, which I, I didn't even remember people had, but I had like a Santiago uh, pro t-shirt. I had a Feinberg pro t-shirt. But yeah, Senate was definitely one I really liked uh, when I first started skating. I'm trying to think of what else. Um, yeah, as far as, far as those old clothing brands go, Senate was just, yeah. I really, I really dug that one a lot. Thought that one was super cool. Oh, fiction. I used to like fiction a lot too. Thought that one. I thought that one was cool when it was around. Fiction, I liked as well until I got a pair of fiction jeans and they had rivets on them that were made really bad. And they, I have a scar in my hand from the fiction jeans. I don't know if you can see it. No, I can't really see it. It's like a gnarly scar. I think I remember getting some some old skate pants from i don't know if it, i don't think it was fiction maybe it was someone else but yeah i remember getting cut by the rivets on there because they were super sharp they were like sticking out it was terrible yeah i, uh, I remember I, I used to like jethro too jethro was kind of a cool brand i had some of those had some of those cargos uh, that was that, a cool was, brand they weren't around for what was that yours no no that was it was angie oh. walton and uh yeah. johnny donahue the way you said that i almost thought <laughs> that might have been yours but uh no yeah i thought that was super cool but i remember it was like kind of going out the door when I first got into skating so I didn't actually I remember I got I got my hands on some some of the pants but then after that I never got anything after that but um yeah there's a bunch of cool brands back in the day uh Be Unique was cool for a little bit too but yeah I can't really think of any uh other cool cool stuff that I like really really dug yeah 
So, you know, skating has had a resurgence in the past two years with, you know, everything that's going on. More skaters, companies releasing more product. And what do you think needs to happen within skating for that trend to continue? Um, I think, like I said earlier, the, some of these companies should, you know, there's a lot of people getting into skating right now. There's a lot of, there's a ton of people buying kids skates right now for all these like really young, like toddler aged kids. And, but there's, there's, there's that whole age group after that in between us 30, late 20, 30 year old kind of guys. There's a, yeah, lack of, lack of teenagers and youth and skating definitely should, uh, try and change that, you know, hook up some of these, uh, younger guys, a little more, some younger faces out there, but overall, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, what else could, could do to, you know, help this trend keep going besides, uh, I mean, people like Julio out there getting, getting, uh, face of uh, aggressive rollerblading out there. Cause you know, there, there's a lot of stuff going on with like uh, recreational skating. It's super popular, always has been compared to aggressive skating, but um, just have, getting it to be seen more, which is, it definitely is, depends on where you're at. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one to say because it's, it, it's kind of like a, it, it got really popular because COVID happened and it, it kind of got a lot, a lot of people wanting to be more, uh, I don't know, get a hobby. There's definitely a lot of people that are, my age or a little bit older that stop skating and that's like the majority of people that are getting into skating right now um there was a lot there's a lot of people getting into it too but yeah i think definitely need to try and get the younger demographic to keep that that fire going i definitely agree that julio is doing a great job you know with you know promoting it doing collaborations outside of skating getting in magazines and boards and you know all sorts of stuff giving it you know an identity because uh, no other skate company tries to tries to do anything besides, you know, just like put out promoters for the skates that come out and don't really try and do anything else, make it make, make any kind of culture for skating, like how skateboarding and all these other industries have, which skating kind of lacked there for the last 10 years a little bit. Well, I'm excited to see what happens within the industry. You know, lots of new brands. Lots of cool things. Yeah. It's, a, it's an older group of people doing things now. So I think they've learned a lot through the trials and tribulations of the past 20 years. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's why it's interesting. It's it's less less numbers than back in the day, but the the people that are around buying stuff, they're all older and they have money. So they're all these guys are buying multiple skates and multiple setups because they want to try everything. And so yeah, it's you know, it's chugging along still. It's pretty cool to see. So I never thought of the whole time I've been skating i never thought it would ever go up again as far as popularity or money numbers go or skate sales so yeah it's pretty interesting to see that i mean we waited you know 12 years for that to happen with ratel never it never came you know so it's yeah. cool to see it now happening for other people um i want to ask you what what music are you into huh. uh i guess I, I listen to a lot, a lot of different music for sure but i definitely listen to a lot of a lot of rap out of a new, newer kind of rap, I guess. Definitely, I don't like I don't like too much old hip hop these days. I still listen to it a lot, but I, I like a lot of. Um, I, I it's pretty a lot of it's trash, and I actually acknowledge that. But I, I kind of I don't know. I like it. It's always gotten me kind of hyped to skate. So who's that. in your playlist? 
Give, uh, us, a, give us a few a selection. I, I listen to Playboy Cardi a lot, and I, I hate a lot of his songs too, so that's kind of funny. Uh, a lot of his older stuff I like. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Let's do a lot lately. Uh, Baby Keem. It's another rapper, newer one I like a lot lately. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, that's what's funny. I, I listen to a lot. Like I'll listen to just like the radio too a lot of times. I I, I can I can listen to whatever I like old a lot of older music, eighties music, that kind of stuff. But overall, when I'm actually like picking something out on my phone, I always put on some, you know some shitty rap or whatever I'm 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 lacking at the time. But yeah. Do you skate to music ever? No, never. I back when uh people first got the little air uh, Apple shuffles, the iPod shuffles, people started skating with music and I tried it back then and I don't know. I didn't like it. It kind of fucked with fuck with the way I skated. I like to be able to hear hear my surroundings. Same with like snowboarding. People used to, you know, use music. I I I like to hear like the hear the ground, hear hear my speed, that kind of stuff. I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, I don't know about music on a mountain. Mainly, there's all those people coming. Yeah, that's you want to hear them, yeah. you know? Yeah, <laughs> scary. Um, I want to ask you. We're almost done. I want to go on to big wheels, big wheel blading. Obviously, you skate for old blade. They have a big selection of skates, mainly big wheel skates and rec skates. Yeah. Um, what's your current big wheel setup? that you enjoy from Rollerblade? Or what's your favorite Big Wheel setup that they make? Uh, the old Twister is my favorite. They don't think they make it anymore, though. But um, currently, I ride the RB Cruiser, which is, it kind of looks like the Twister a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's just slightly wider fitting hard boot skate. So it just, I don't know. I, I don't have a wide foot, but I definitely, I don't like super narrow skates. Um, they definitely kind of mess my feet up over the years. I skated Volos for a long time. and. All I did was Nugans and Torx. I have like a extra bump on the side of my foot from the hard plastic pushing, pushing against it. So wider skates, I always feel a little better. Yeah, those RB Cruisers, or I guess they're called RB 80s too. But um, yeah, I, I skate that skate right now. I like it a lot. Are you skating a four by 80 setup on there or are you skating bigger? Um, the one I have right now is 90. It's a four by 90. Uh, yeah, I like that size a lot. Is that your favorite setup for big wheel skates? Uh, I always end up back on 80s just because that's like the most convenient wheel size to get. I, I usually throw hydrogens on there and they don't always have 90s. But um, yeah, I usually I usually write 80s, but I like 90s the best for sure. This feels feels the best to me. Uh, sometimes I have the three wheel setups, but I definitely I like the four wheels best, most more comfortable on those. Have you done any uh, more aggressive style skating on bigger wheels? Like, you know, obviously uh, subtracting the grinds and more like cruising yeah. errors. Like said, and... uh, there's there's an old edit I actually forgot about. Um, when we all went to Atlanta, it was like when Sizemore was still on the, tre- on the team. It was uh, Sizemore, Cody Porsche, Rob G, me. And then Lonnie Gallegos was the one that made the edit. Um, but yeah, we flew out to Atlanta and we were skating around. And there was one day where we, did, we threw um, – Rollerblade had these plastic UFS 80 millimeter frames way before. I don't, I don't think anybody else had them yet, but we threw them on our skates because we were just going to cruise downtown. And that was, yeah, that was the first time I was doing like, we hit like a bunch of famous ATL spots out there. And I was, I did a couple of tricks on, on there like that. And I kind of, kind of opened my eyes on what 
you know, what you could do with the big, the big wheel setups. You could still, you could do a lot of tricks you can normally do with it, with like the standard aggressive skate, smaller wheel setup or whatever. So yeah, that was definitely a, a little different. Have skating big wheels changed your approach to aggressive skating or added to your trick? Yeah, a little bit. Um, so yeah, like I said, once I started, I went on those couple of trips. I don't always skate the, the I actually haven't skated the bigger wheels in a while. But um, yeah, it was definitely making me look at spots a little differently. And uh, the whole thing with snowboarding too. I, I like hitting rails and stuff on a snowboard, but I really like, you know, carving around and stuff like that. That's like the funnest part of snowboarding to me sometimes. And yeah, like doing the big wheel stuff, it's more like cruising around and doing, you know, carving around and get a lot of fun out of doing that kind of stuff compared to like skating or, you know, the usual skating where you're just skating at a, at an object to grind it or gap it or would do whatever. It's just cruising around sometimes. It's kind of, kind of liberating a little bit. That is what I love the most about, you know, urban skating is you're actually skating, you know, yeah. like on yeah. aggressive skates, yeah. you know, you yeah. drive to a spot, you get out of the car, you skate down a rail and you walk up the stairs. It made me want to do that on my, on my aggressive skates more, you know, my street skates. I want to, I want to just cruise around and go, go skate some fun stuff, that kind of stuff. You think that, um, big wheel blading has had a impact on aggressive inline? Like, I mean, a lot of, aggressive skaters are skating big wheel blades now some yeah, of them exactly. have some of them have transitioned you know even out of aggressive to doing only big yeah. wheel yeah others have like combined the two but it's also i feel like it's brought a lot of people in the aggressive you know kind of reverse um it's kind of interesting it like uh it melted together because i remember back in the day when uh i first started skating you, there was like a big thing you definitely wanted to separate yourself as a you know a person as an aggressive skater that does grinds and tricks and stuff you wanted to separate yourself as much as possible from from rec skaters uh when i first started skating i remember and then now and then slowly over the years kind of kind of melted together where it's like at least in my head it's like any of the people that don't like skating they're not they don't see any you know person with big wheels person with small wheels there's no difference at all and uh yeah and then the whole the blend of skating you know, rec skaters doing aggressive tricks and the aggressive skaters doing some, you know, more, more, uh, rolling oriented kind of like toe rolls, like the double toes, toe thing I do. That's something I definitely seen from free skaters, uh, cone skater kind of guys doing those for a you know, way before I ever did them. Um, so yeah, definitely a lot of crossover there and it's super cool to see happening over the years. Cause yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's benefit, it's benefiting both of them for sure. I've definitely seen a lot of slalom skaters crossing over to do aggressive now too. And I feel like yeah. those yeah, slalom skaters have that. such good foot control yeah. that they can potentially be really good at aggressive skating. Yeah, for sure. They already look like way more solid than most, most skaters. A lot, of, a lot of skaters don't, don't even know how to skate around properly, but they can do like super hard tricks. I've got one last question for you. And so you've been skating, you know, most of your life now. Um, what keeps you skating? Why do you love skating so much that you've dedicated your <laughs> life to it? Yeah, I mean, I think about this sometimes for sure. But I mean, I don't know. I, I definitely like it because of my friends. That's like the one thing that's kept me around a lot of times is I like to hang out with my friends and they're all still skating. And it's like the coolest thing to do with your friends to go travel and get out and 
go film still and it's kind of like nostalgic and a little bit Peter Pan syndrome where you're still young doing the same shit as you were when you're 15 16 it's yeah I don't know it's definitely definitely a big thing a part of it is you know relationship and having you know good time with my friends that's definitely a big part of it for me but uh so yeah I don't I don't necessarily like to push myself all crazy I, if anybody that knows me I, I get weirded out at contests a lot of times and don't always like to like go big or film or anything like that so yeah I definitely like you know I like to get out there with my friends and have a good time that's always been a big part of it yeah uh as far as like when I actually like want to like get creative and stuff like that that's like I don't know just like to like to do stuff that I, I, I kind of more will be more hyped with or more pleased with have that like, kind of good good feeling rolling rolling away from but yeah I don't know it's kind of hard to say why I still skate but those are just some of the reasons for sure well that family aspect is you know very big I think yeah much every skater I mean most skaters that grew up in, a, in that era you know our era it's been a family thing you know you travel around the world you got people to skate with people to stay with yeah for sure um, there's That's nothing right, yeah. like it it's so definitely, it's definitely tougher these days when there's like not as many people to skate with locally so i don't i still skate but like like winter time like not many people are skating right now so i'm not i'm not the one that will go skate by myself all, all the time like some other people i have been but not not like you know not my bit my most favorite thing to go skate solo i like to skate with the homies and well, i have the same problem here living rural vermont yeah you know um, i mean miles you know the two guys i skate with is miles and josh from roadway and they both live like almost two hours away from me oh wow yeah you know so we go meet up you know and everybody's got to drive like an hour hour and a half two hours to meet up for a skate park session so yeah i mean we have them but it's definitely uh not easy to skate with other people here so anyway Sean, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, for this, no for this podcast episode. Thanks it was for good catching up. Yeah, you're welcome. It was good hearing everything. I'm really excited about your skate. I look forward to putting them on one day when I walk down to, or not walk down, drive down to Rollblade. <laughs> um, hopefully, we get some more snow. If we do, maybe you can get out here and yeah. do some skiing. There's a couple indoor skate parks. Maybe you can combine it with a Rollblade blank video shoot oh yeah we're talking about that yeah a little a little team trip out there yeah so maybe the snows will do that otherwise yeah you got to come out come out here sometime it's a good skiing out here too they have bolton valley here has a skate park and skiing i've heard of that place yeah so you can ski snowboard and then go to skate park and a skate park when you pay for skate park you also have access to the hot tub so after everything's done you can sit in the hot tub (laughs) that sounds kind of cool then yeah (laughs) Cool. Well, thanks a lot for joining me. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will get this up in the next few days, and I will talk to you soon. I hope to see you, maybe this summer, maybe at one of the events coming up. Right. Um, right. Hope to see you in person soon. I know it's been a yeah. while. This, unless this th- unless yeah. things get worse, you know, with everything in the world, we'll see. But yeah, hoping right. for the best and yeah. getting back with all the blading family. So, yeah. thanks a lot. I hope you have a good night. Hey to you, Jan. Take care. Thank you. All right. All right. And that was episode 10. We made it. I'm very excited to have gotten this many episodes of the podcast out. Like I said in the beginning, I have a lot more interviews coming up. And, you know, our next milestone will be 50. 
and that should happen sometime this year. I'm really excited about that. You know, make sure you do subscribe to this channel and hit the bell icon to be notified of all new uploads. That way, you know, I can help this channel grow, help provide you guys with more content. And if you do like these episodes, make sure and hit the like button. And if you have anyone you'd like to see me interview or any show ideas, or if you want to contribute in being a correspondent or anything, let me know. You can send me an email on my website. There's a link to my email, but it's yawnwelch at thenandnowblading.com. And leave any comments below for ideas you have of people you might want to see me interview in the future. Um, yeah, so, and like I said in the beginning, if you want to support this channel, I have links to my Patreon page below. And you will receive exclusive content not available on this channel. I do have the link to my coffee mugs on my website, thenowblading.com. And I have social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow me on those, all linked below as well. Thank you for watching episode 10 of the Then and Now Blading podcast. Join me for the rest of 2022 for lots of fun skating content. And I'll see you next time at Uncut and the Vault. Episodes of those coming out this week as well.